Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, Old Time Crime Gal listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us another episode. I'm Melissa here with my friend. Shannon. Hey, guys. Oh, it's starting to be fall-like. I don't think we're officially in fall for another week or two, but I am loving this weather we're having. Yes. Very uh, nice. Road to work with the windows down. It Excellent. is nice to ride the work with the windows down. No one in my family likes to ride with the windows down. I have to wait till I'm by myself. So I was on the way to work in the highway, which you go 80 miles an hour. So I had to have a hairbrush this morning and spend like an extra five minutes getting the tangles out of my hair. But. So I can't ride with the windows down if I'm going somewhere where my hair does need to be good <laughs> because I don't have the kind of hair that you can just brush or people will ask me to leave or call the police call because the it police. looks rough. <laughs> Literally, my hair is cray cray, but... Riding with the windows down when I don't have to go anywhere. Like tonight, I might ride home. Right I'm down. I am definitely riding home with the windows down. It's nice. So. so our story takes place in Christmas Day in the wintertime and a very snowy day. Because um, we're feeling fallish in winter weather. Plus, this was also submitted to us by a listener. So Thank send you. us your stories and then we'll possibly cover them. That's right. Plus, this actually happened in our sort of neck in the woods. Stokes County. Do you know mm-hmm. how far away that is? It's up towards the mountains, I yes. think. Yes. Um, so we're going to Stokes County in an area called Brook Cove in 1929. So also going back to the old time. Yes. Um, which we started doing in the beginning. So this is Christmas Day. So Charlie D. Lawson, they called him Charles Lawson, was a tobacco farmer. And we were just talking about how 1929 is the... Great Depression era, things were really bad. Um, you know, he was a poor tobacco farmer. They weren't really well off. They just had this tiny little cabin in their area with like a little barn. But him and his wife had um, like eight kids. Eight? Well, okay. one of them died when they were younger. Okay. Um, and then they had, that left them with seven. Um, but our story involves six. So this is, um, you know, just like um, Chris Watts and... John List, and before there was all of them, there was Charlie D. Lawson. So okay. we're going to talk about him. So there's not a lot to the story as far as background information available, um, but it is a testament to how much people are obsessed with true crime, and it was popular even back then. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah. Especially back then, there were, it, the area probably wasn't as populated as it is now. Even though it's still a rural Well, the area. town that they're... So, the town area that they're from, um, in 2020, the census was only 790 people. Right. So, but with social media... Oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but to be popular because it wasn't as... It wasn't populated. You didn't have the surrounding areas and the social media and all that. So. Oh, social media. Don't get me started. I know. Love it. Hate it. <laughs> It'll be the death of us. Yes. Um. However... So Charlie, so Charles, Charles D. Lawson, so at the time he was 43, so his family consisted of him, his wife, Fanny, and Fanny, okay. uh, Fanny Manning, um, oh, Manring, they married in 1911. Okay. And then they had the eight children, but the third child, um, he was born in 1914, he died at 1920, um, you know, early, 
or toddler deaths were the mortality rate was higher due to you know all sorts of things life expectancy wasn't that great you know back when um but so his younger brothers moved to like this german germanton area germantown i think it no it's germanton germanton there's another there is a germantown um that's somewhere different but this is um looks like germantown okay um he followed too so they worked as um tobacco farmers so then they they bought their own farm in 1927 so this is the house that they're at where this takes place so you have charlie and fanny then they had arthur who was 16 he was the oldest boy marie who was 17 carrie who was 12 maybell who was seven james who was four Raymond was two, and Mary Lou was three months. Oh, wow. She was actually, I looked at her death certificate, she was three months and 29 days. Like, she oh. was just shy of four months. Um, so, that's his entire family. And weeks before Christmas, he had told them prior, he's like, hey, we're not doing Christmas presents because I have a surprise for you. I was going to say, that sounds like my house. Except well, no we don't surprise. do that anyway. It's like, we're broke. <laughs> we're not doing Christmas this year because we're broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. Well, that that sounds normal. <laughs> and back in, back, in, I know my grandmother was born in 1918, so you know you probably didn't really get anything unless it was practical. Even my mom, who was in the 40s, she would remember just apples and oranges is all they got. Well, I mean, so even now I'm like, Christmas I need present. shoes. Um, buy me a pair of jeans. <laughs> right, I mean, I, right. you think for the younger, especially the older I get, the younger kids, I'll we'll get them stuff, or we still buy things for the extended family, the young ones. But the older we get, we're like, hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, here's ten bucks to go eat sometimes. That's right. Merry Christmas. Um, but I mean, the fact that they would get presents, and especially being farmers, yeah, that, you know. It was interesting. So, well, despite all of that, but so you've got you've got Great Depression going on. You have tobacco farming, which is not um, doing great. You know, he's not a well-to-do farmer. He doesn't have tons of land. He takes his family to Winston Salem to a studio, oh. buys them all new outfits for every person, oh, wow. and gets this nice family portrait made. That's the surprise, I guess. Um, I guess so. It's not. We're doing Christmas presents. We're going to go out and get this nice photo done. New clothes. Um, new clothes, which um, at the time was an expense for yes. um, everyone. I'll blow up this picture because I don't think she has seen it. I haven't seen it, no. So this is the Lawson family, and we'll put this on the um, the link so that you can see. Okay. So that's little uh, Mary Lou. There's Arthur, Marie. Of course, he's like the only one that's like got a smile on his face looking off to the side, too. All the rest of them are just like not knowing what's going on. Right. And then the all the little toddlers down here. Okay. Um, so on Christmas morning, so this is December 25th, 1929. Um, just to interject, a lot of okay. pictures from that time era, they aren't smiling most of the time. Well, no, none of, none of them look really happy, but like. That At least she yeah. looked, the kids, the kids the look all right, do, but yeah. the, this up here has got a lot going on. The older ones. So we'll get to that, why their expressions may be that way, but he okay. just looks like he he knows what's going on. He knows what's going to happen. He just looks very smug and has kind of like a, a smile on his face, to be honest with you. Yes, we're looking at that. He does. It's just odd because I don't. And there again, I don't know the complete and story. And all old, so. old Tommy pictures, I mean, do look that way. 
Um, but yeah. But yes, okay. So, so you got a lot of things happening on Christmas morning. Um, personally, so when did they do the picture? That it was before? a few weeks before. Christmas. Weeks before, okay. So it was like, hey, we're not doing Christmas presents. We got a surprise. Let's go shopping. We get all new clothes. Go get our picture taken. This was okay. Christmas. So Christmas morning, instead of opening presents or um, the or doing traditional things, which I think like would be normal Christmas morning things right. that we do. Um, so Arthur was the oldest boy. He was actually out rabbit hunting. With, okay. a, with a cousin or friend of his. And then um, Carrie, who was 12, and Maybelle, who were seven, went outside to play in the snow and go visit their uncle's house because they lived, they lived, like, next to each other. Okay. So they were just out and, you know, wanted to stop by, yeah. say Merry Christmas or whatever, out playing in the snow. Definitely. Um, in the snow on Christmas. That's I know. So cool. I want snow on Christmas. Please let it snow this Christmas. Yes. I want a white Christmas. Um, so... Charlie, at the time... And he's the... He's the dad. He's the dad, okay. So, Charlie... So, Arthur ran out of ammunition. He was rabbit hunting, coming home. So, he asked Charlie for more shotgun shells or whatever. Right. And he's like, well, I don't have any. You know, you'll have to go to the store. So, he's going to walk to the general store. I don't know how long that will take. If you talk to any older person, it was like seven miles uphill both ways, barefoot (laughs) in snow. I don't know, but he was gone. So, Arthur, Arthur, the oldest son, was not... At the house. Okay. He had left to go buy more ammunition to go rabbit hunting. Charlie was waiting by the barn for Carrie and Maybelle to walk by because they were on the way to his brother's house. Okay. He shoots both of them. Oh, no. With a 12-gauge shotgun. And then drags them into the barn. But this then is he, the dad. This is the dad. The this is the dad, okay. yes. Like I said, before there was Chris Watts and John List, there was this guy. And maybe probably more before that. Okay. So, he takes those two, drags them into the barn, and he puts rocks under their heads like pillows and crosses their arms. Okay. So, it's like positioning them for burial or whatever. So, then he makes his way to the house. Fanny was on the porch with the baby. Okay. He shoots her next. I don't know know if he took care of the baby right then or if the baby was last, but anyway, he shoots Fanny Mae. He goes inside finds Marie, the 17-year-old, who had baked the cake, this raisin cinnamon cake thing for Christmas, and it was sitting on the table. So he shoots her, but she's screaming for the boys to run. Then he goes and hunts down the boys. And then um, Mary Lou, the three-month-old, was cause of death was a fractured skull. So they think, like, like he bludgeoned mom. her. No, no, they oh, think he, like, because okay. he also, shot, she dropped the baby. He also bludgeoned Mary, um, Carrie, and um, Maybelle, too, to make sure they were dead. I do not like this man. I don't either. No. But then he put pillows under all their heads and across their arms in the living room where they were at. Um, And then he left. Okay. So then his nephew... Um, Claude Lawson, and this was actually, and there's an interview with him that there's this um, series done by one of the news stations down there and actually had interviews with people who were at the um, incident when it happened and then their family member stories that have been passed down. So okay. it was like you were getting accurate information. Right. Um, but so Charlie's nephew, he was going to walk over and say like, hey, Merry Christmas and just see yeah, what's going that's on. that's what you and, do. Let's go tell the family Merry Christmas. And in he walks to this. Oh, my scene. word. He was the one who uh, found the bodies, and he said there was just blood everywhere, and he was talking about how there was rocks under their heads, and 
Um, he even says you ought to be crazy enough, to, crazy to do that. Like who does who does that? Right. Like, no one does that. Apparently, Charlie Lawson did. Yes. Um, and so it's just awful. So by that time, people start gathering at the house, and then they can't find Charles. And then the older son was gone to the store. Yeah, the older. So he was gone. Okay. So I guess he comes back, or it, it doesn't mention okay. anything about that. But he did survive. He was the only survivor. Because everyone was at the house trying to figure out what was going on. Nobody could find Charlie. Then they hear a gunshot. Okay. So then they're like, well, where did that come from? So then they disperse and they're searching everything. So in um, a thicket of pine trees or forest off to the side of the property, they found Charlie. Okay. He had shot himself in the heart. Okay. And there was pace, like, pace marks around the tree where he and his dogs were with him. I guess he had just like paced around, paced around. And, until like, he decided until he, he could just, do it. And he just did it. Okay. You know? Um. Do so we crazy. all right? So do we know some background? We or? do. Well, okay. we will, but nobody will really know until like sixty years later. Oh wow! So people held some secrets for a really long time okay. until this lady decided to write a book. Okay. Um. So this man, he was eight years old at the time. He just was really touched by this particular story. Just wanted to know why it happened. So even as he got older, he always wanted to know what had happened. Did he live and near so there? He did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he lived there. Um, so his mom used to tell him stories about going to the funeral. Okay. So that was a whole nother thing. So the funeral was like, um, so this story actually made the front pages of the New York Times. Oh, wow. Where a little old mountain town yeah. in North Carolina made, um, New York Times. Of course, you know, the one we first did yeah. the, in the courthouse. Um, yeah, Carroll County. That made the paper as well. Mm -hmm. Um, go big or go home, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> So, the funeral was actually attended by, like, several thousand people. Oh, wow. And they remember stories telling of people who went, you know, their grandma, great-grandma, whatever, that they had to park almost a mile away and walk to the, like, that's a long walk. That's true, especially if it's the um, mountains. Yeah, and I mean, in the middle of, like, nowhere, right. like, everyone just flocked to go see this this funeral. And they have a picture of, like, there's all these caskets lined up. Of course, Fanny was buried with the infant um, with her. And then, for some reason, after the funeral, all the caskets were open and people were allowed to walk and view the bodies. I, that's not a thing anymore. I don't know why it was a thing then. But they had, um, people were talking about how they were, their mom told them that's what they did was walk down and view the bodies. And one lady remembered Fanny holding her, her baby. Uh, I would not want to see no. any of that. Um, but apparently, it was a huge attraction and people just wanted to come pay their respects and they had um they were out of curiosity out of curiosity <laughs> either or i was trying to be nice about it um i don't think Nothing that would draw changed. my curiosity Not i wouldn't me. go to a funeral if there was a mass murder around no. here because i i wouldn't feel comfortable it breaks my heart for um, these kids it makes me mad it's 1929 yeah almost 100 years um if that makes you mad what happens after that may make you even matter. Oh my. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. So you, you're going to sing that song for us, right? No, <laughs> I am not singing a song about North Carolina. So we talked about, you know, the murder and everything that happened. But then what happened after um, the big whole spectacle and just, like I said, testament to why people just love to capitalize off of true crime. Um, and it's an obsession and well, to some people. 
and people it doesn't matter people are yeah. you know we the, anyway i can say a lot of things well there was a north carolina songwriter by the name of walter kid smith who uh, wrote this song called ballad of the lawson family murder and um it was a you know hillbilly folk free country genre song that just happened to become a big hit <laughs> Yes, I mean Melissa was sharing this with me, and I, evidently it was a thing. So to they, um, he, yeah, he wrote murder. Yeah, murder ballads. So he wrote it and sent, um, called up like Columbia Records in New York, and they were like, uh, you know, yeah, we kind of like it. Come up with three more songs so we can have them fit on two records, and we'll come up. So he had to bring newspaper clippings of the incident to like prove it happened, and um, yeah, recorded this little song. And it would actually, so records of that time usually sold like one to 2,000 copies. Uh-huh. This one sold like 8,000. And this was during the Great Depression. And so they were sold for 75 That's... cents a piece, which is equivalent to a day's worth of salary. Yes. Um, so it was not cheap there again, during the Depression. Right. And people are buying this record. And so there were some people in there, in the town would say like, hey, you know, man, we, we don't we don't really want to buy it. We don't have the money to have it. So one family would buy it or they'd pitch in and, they and then share. they'd go have listening parties, like go have dinner and like jam out to this little ballad of, about the murder of the lost About family. a tragedy. That happened near them. Like, yes. so the, the song was cut. This happened in December. The song was recorded in March. So oh. it was like a tight turnaround. Yes. Um, of this. And it was three minutes long. Yeah, it's, like, it's a full song. It's Good. called The Ballad of the Lawson Family Murder. It's on YouTube if you want to go look it up I, by the Carolina Buddies. I could not hang. <laughs> she just gave me a, a small sample, and that was good enough for me. So that so. Um, that made some revenue coming in. I mean, that was it sold for an entire day's pay. Right. Like, I couldn't imagine going out and buying something for my entire day's no, pay. No, Anyway. And we could probably, well... I won't say that, but mm, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> so not only was that going on after this, so his brother, Charles' brother, Marion Lawson, who's like, was my brother just killed door? his entire family, yes. Okay. So he starts charging people to come visit the house. Well, it was the Great Depression. It was, I can't blame him for making, Maybe himself, he's making like, money. Maybe I'm desperate. It was this smart. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, was it? So it was a legitimate, like, business, like, for years afterwards. I mean, he, he obviously had no respect. I, I just can't imagine. But we don't know. Could he, could he feed his family? My, if, I don't know. I mean, we don't we don't know. We're not in his shoes. Yeah, the, no judgment. But um, it was said that it was, I wouldn't do that. Let's say I wouldn't do that. It was set up for Arthur. That was the, the justification that was given to... Her past down was like, he's the only survivor. He's lost his entire family. Like, everything that you give us is going to go to him. Right. And maybe it did. I mean, I don't, we don't know. Hopefully so. But, so, Marion Lawson opened the house up. They did not clean anything. They left it the way it was. So, oh, wow. you could walk through this murder scene. Um, they showed you the picture with, like, yes. blood everywhere. And, and the, anyway. Um, he charged 25 cents to get in. They sold pamphlets with the picture of the house and the, the little poem or story about what happened in the in the middle. And then there was also um, crime scene photos for 25 cents a piece. Wow. So if you bought everything, like if I go to a place, I'm going to buy the pamphlet. I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy the picture. Like, you know, hey, they line you up now and give you, you know, go ahead and take your picture and then make you buy it at the end kind of thing is what they do now. 
Um, so he was just the forefront of all that. Yeah. Um, so if you bought everything you could buy while you were there, you spent a day and then yes. buy, buy the music. I'm thinking so, 75 I mean, cents. Wow. 25 cents to get in, 25 for the pamphlet, 25 for the crime scene photo. And not only that, like this went on for years. So Carolina Buddies, who wrote that song, Marion would hire them to come out and they would play at the house. Oh my word. As people would come in to visit. Can you on several occasions. Okay, y'all need to listen to it cuz I can't even imagine <laughs> listening to that. And they had to play over and, and over. over. You know, I'm good. And so not I would have paid that, them 75 cents to stop. So they <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just sing like that on loop. Welcome down. Like, yes. Not singing because y'all will stop listening to us (laughs) if I start singing. There's a reason I didn't make sixth grade chorus. Um, So, not only that, but people were stealing things from the house. Okay, I can see people doing that because people do that now. I mean, so they had to put chicken wire around the house so they wouldn't like steal boards from the house or steal. So, because they just wanted a piece of memorabilia. Yes, so even Marion, who made the cake that was sitting on the table, People would steal the raisins off of the cake. They had to cover the cake. Wow. They left it sitting there. I would hope it, it probably didn't last. I wouldn't think I don't, too long. But anyway, long enough for people to try to take the if raisins off the cake. If it lasted that long, you wouldn't have wanted to eat it to begin with. <laughs> so, oh my word. Wow, they were making money Stealing off raisins off the cake. That just blows my mind. And you can find the recipe. There's a mock recipe for that online, too. I found that. Like, I don't know if it was the actual recipe she used, but the selling point of the recipe was... It was a Lawson Christmas raisin cake that gotcha. was left on the table. I'd be careful making it if it lasts long enough to go through <laughs> like a showing of the house after years. So I don't know that I'd want to eat the cake. So coming to the conclusion of why did he do this? Please. What? Yes. Why I, did he do it? It still makes me mad that this poor family. Had well, it's going to make you even mad, worse uh, when you find out the suspected reason why it happened. Okay. So, but it's not um, been confirmed. But we're just it's, well, everyone. So. By family members, it's confirmed that that's what they knew would happen. Okay. And then the picture might oh, okay. show a little bit more because to me it seems like okay. you look like they know what something's up. Okay. So apparently the the lady wrote a book. There's a lady called True Smith who wrote a book called um, White Christmas, Bloody Christmas. She was the one whose father was eight years old when it happened who really wanted to know. So, like, he de- like they decided to dig and, like, interview people who was alive you know, anybody who was around, you know, they went and talked to him. So they went and talked to a family friend who said that he knew what had happened, but he was not going to elaborate. And of course, so you know, he was years old. He, yes, so he was a very know. close friend. His name was Hill Hampton. And he's like, I know what was going on in that family, but I'm not going to shed that. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. And so... It ended up being Charlie's niece. Her name was Stella Lawson Bulls. So in 1991, she was interviewed, and she finally said, enough is enough. It's been long enough. I'm going to tell you what I know. So she was a teenager at the time. So she had learned that Marie, the 17-year-old, was pregnant at the time, and that Charlie was the father. Oh, that makes me mad. Yes. I don't know if it was abuse allegations or if it was 
a really, really close, awful relationship because she said the family was super close. So she had no idea something that was going on at the time. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. That's terrible. But a friend of Marie's told her the exact same thing. Her name was Ella May. That she said a few weeks before Christmas, Mary confided in her that she was pregnant by her dad and that her, both parents knew. So now when you oh, look at that photo, yeah. they all, she looks yeah. angry. Um, and you can't tell that Marie is pregnant. She's not far enough along that I guess you could tell. But I think the secret was going to get out eventually, and he couldn't handle that. Right. And so that's why everybody had to go. Yeah. But they also say a couple of months before, he had a head injury. And, you know, head injuries sometimes play with the brain. He yes. wasn't acting right. And he was complaining of headaches. Which could be the case, too. Right. Um, normally, I mean, it could be a simple autopsy if we had information that would know, like, well, yes, now, she was or no, she wasn't. That's but, right. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. But I didn't see anything. Um, I guess I didn't do one. Or that it came out so many years after the fact. Right. That it, it so we don't really been. know that that was the reason. But it could have been that or a head injury. Yeah. Um, either or. But a, a lot of people seem to speculate. Even Buddy, our kid, the songwriter, was up in Winston-Salem and said he heard it from somebody's mouth that the reason he did everything was she was pregnant and it drove him crazy. Maybe not. He didn't hear that he was a dad, but I, I don't know. Right. Okay. But even now, we're still talking about it, and they're still being stuff, you know, there's podcasts about it Makes now. Makes you there's wonder movies if there's, like, now. anything in that area now that's still, did they say that there's any landmark there that tells? Uh, well, or? there's the grave site in the okay. private cemetery, um, so it has a big big headstone, and, like, it's a long, long spot. But the house has been torn down, okay. and um, I think there's, like, a little plaque of, like, where it was or whatever. And it's still a, a, a tourist attraction of some sort. Very sad. Um, and poor Arthur. Um, but yeah, so Arthur, he lived to be 35, so he got married and had four kids, but he um, was killed in a motor accident, oh, in a car crash. That makes me sad. So. I'm glad, though, that he was able to carry on, get married, have a family. Yeah. So that's a pop, I mean, because that was pretty tragic, and he was able to, you know, do what he needed to do to have a life after that, and I hate that that happened in the car crash, but. Oh, yeah, it said so the cake was placed in covered glass for many year, years. Like I told you, okay. years afterwards. Woo. Well, I don't know. Nowadays, you can put a Twinkie under glass. Because didn't a uh, professor yeah, that do that? It stayed like food, years. Though. I know. That's so kinda... what was in her cake? Yes. <laughs> if you know, let us know. Because we'd like to. But uh, just recently, uh, there's a Netflix series, 28 Days Haunted. I don't watch it because that would scare me. But apparently, they made people go to the the, area. the funeral home. Because the house doesn't uh, stand anymore. But, like, the funeral home where they were all prepared at the same time. Uh, and like, Or even if you went to the area where they lived, yeah. you could do that. Um, if you're into that, but I'm not. Yeah. Not, neat. No, same. We're good. Um, but that is the story of the Lawson family. So, wow. it was submitted by a listener. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, that's sad. And it on very, Christmas Day. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the worst. Very sad. Um, so Christmas was ruined for the rest of Arthur's life. Like that just was horrible. Can you imagine having to be happy for kid your kids on Christmas Day when you lost your family on Christmas Day? That's just that hopefully he was mind. able to do it for his children though and move forward. I would hope so. I couldn't find any more information other than that he um that he died from a car accident. But going back to the picture. Yeah, let me look at it again with my spectacles. I'm sort of using um like super not happy. No, the daughter that we were talking and then about is not like, very happy. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
and the dad he's and not he, even looking like he knows that picture is gonna just right be there forever once you know the story and look at it, it it's kind of telling so um yeah very interesting breaks your heart those look like precious children and i did read an article that said he told marie that if anyone ever found out there would be blood to pay and so she she told her cousin that both of them knew so obviously she told her mom okay and fanny told a friend of the family that she had suspected something going on between them the year before right so obviously something the family dynamic was following apart yeah it's um, very and sad especially you have eight the tipping point children very and sad. three months and 29 days for the baby not even four months old no that breaks my heart too there's evil doing? that's evil evil that you can do that so well guys thank you for joining us yes and that was a little bit of history from 1929 <laughs> and i mean it just shows people don't change yeah because whether they happens now yeah whether you have any kind of cameras or media or microphones people are the same throughout history so from the beginning to now so we'll put pictures up on the um Show notes on the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group because you can see all the pictures. And I'll link the YouTube video where you can listen to the Carolina Buddies sing that um, little ditty of a tune uh, about the Lawson family. Or not. Or not. You don't have to listen. Um, you don't have to. Shannon couldn't. But it's yeah, just interesting like, to me that like during the Great Depression, that made yeah, a bunch of right. money. I, I did listen um, to a, a few stanzas. Um, so it's just, yeah. yeah. Something, something else, man. That's right. Um, so you can always email us at gmail.com. And until next time, just remember, if you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it.